0: Modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, 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 dads. Just a couple of dudes talking news, sports, and guns. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dads podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson, alongside Kelly Stevens. Good Hello, Kelly. Good afternoon, everyone. We're just kind of dragging into the studio here post Memorial yes. Day. We're out. And uh, so anyway, we're grateful that you're joining us here on episode number 24 of the Modern Christian Dads podcast. We do we do want to say thank you once again to all of our servicemen, those that serve, those that have given their life. Right, Kelly?
1: Amen. We salute you guys. Thank you for everything you do for us.
0: That's what the weekend's supposed to be about, not just like getting crazy and having fun and it being about us, right?
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. So we
0: are a couple <laughs> dudes talking news, sports, and God, we hope that you <clears throat> like, share, and subscribe to the Modern Christian Dads podcast podcast. We want to keep getting those plays up and share it with someone. We exist to encourage and entertain you talking all that is our culture and what's happening in our society. So let's dive right into it, Kelly. Uh, what kind of cell phone you got?
1: <laughs> I have a Samsung and That's- a cracked screen.
0: <laughs> okay, a Samsung and a cracked screen. I got the Motorola G7. Uh, I did have the Samsung Galaxy Note, but due to my budget, I'd Downgraded, I guess maybe a little bit. But anyway, you might be asking the question, why does my iPhone screen crack or just my screen in general so easily? And what should I do now? You ever ask that question, Kelly? Uh, many times. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, from his perch at the Jet City Device <clears throat> Repair in Chicago store manager, Neil Dexter wants you to know something about broken phones. It's not you. There's a reason so many of us are cracking phone screens seemingly more than ever. They don't make them like they used to, like so many things. Right, Kelly?
1: That's right. They don't
0: make them like they used to. As smartphones got bigger yet thinner, they've become super fragile and easy to break. He says the, the new ones are so delicate. (laughs) <laughs> for the record, Apple Senior Vice President Phil Schiller is inter- in introducing the latest iPhone models, the XS and the XS Max. In September of 2018, said the phones had the most durable glass ever in a smartphone. Apple declined to comment for this particular article, which was done by USA Today. The smartphone industry is grappling with stagnated growth as consumers begin to balk in 2017 and 18 at the ever-increasing prices of phones, which now start in the 900 to $1,100 range for the top line of Apple and Samsung models.
1: That's incredible. And, and let me just say, uh, modern Christian dads don't want a delicate phone.
0: Right. We don't want
1: a petite, delicate <laughs> phone. We want something tough, manly, like we are.
0: The problem I have a little bit is that I actually like the look of a phone without the case. I really like that. I do too. I like, I wish I could just have a phone with no case or, cause yeah. I like that sleek look and, but you got to put it on there.
1: Yeah, you do. And, uh, in the job that I have today, I, you've got to, you've got to have the protective case or it's, you're going to destroy Do you have it. a
0: good cell phone break story or? Um, not just one, general cracking. Uh,
1: yeah. Not one that I want to share.
0: <laughs> well, my last one that I had was, I was actually out <laughs> running on the trail and I had it in my hand and then I had my ed- headphones on and it just slipped out of my uh, hand. And as I slipped out of my hand, I was on a, not gravel, excuse me, a cement or a black topped kind of trail. And as I drop it in the same motion, I pun it with my <laughs> foot and then it just goes, <laughs> <laughs> like How'd the next <laughs> the next fifty uh, feet and and it was destroyed after that and then along with that they included in this article which is rather interesting is that whether it's Apple Care or some of the insurances that they hawk to you in a sense you can get the screen cheap uh, fixed cheaper right uh, than paying for the applicator. So for example, with my Samsung, I had the insurance that I was paying every month. And so I took it in. I'm like, Hey, I cracked my phone. I got the insurance. I was assuming they'd replace it. And they're like, Oh yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll get her taken care of here. Uh, they get her all dialed in and the numbers I'm like, wow, this is great. I'm glad I got the insurance. And then we get to the very end and they're like, all right, that'll be uh, $250. What? (laughs) I was like, well, wait, what? 250. But what was the point of paying insurance I I mean, at that time, that Galaxy Note 5 or 6, whatever that was, yeah. was a $500 phone. But I was like, well, I'm paying you half the cost of the phone, and I've been paying you insurance every month. And so that's when I got rid of the insurance.
1: Yeah. That, see, that's, that's just nuts. That would make An me mad. <laughs> that would make me mad.
0: So the moral of the story, get a case and get a screen protector, no matter how dumb it looks.
1: Yeah, or... We could always go back to the old cannon string, you know, and <laughs> communicate that way.
0: They have a, my wife actually. You'll love this one, Kelly. We talked about the Crocs a, uh, a few weeks oh, yeah, back. Yeah, you know, yeah. my wife had a Croc holder cell cell phone holder one time. Really, it was like a little Croc you stuck your phone in. She <laughs> oh, had that Rachel, for a while. <laughs> I'm going to make so much fun of you. <laughs> the screen protector. Anyway, that's the moral of the story. Moving on. It was Memorial Day weekend. Did you do anything exciting, Kelly? Uh,
1: me and my family got together and we barbecued
0: awesome yeah it was good you talk did you bust out in or use any of the tips or tactics that we have talked about recently on some of the modern christian dads episodes
1: actually i was wanting to do a tri-tip because we talked about oh, the, yeah. that uh i didn't do that i did do uh three uh three racks of ribs oh. and uh i did a bust uh, a bustin a boston uh pork butt and wow. uh yeah it was fantastic
0: Leftovers or no? Uh,
1: yeah, we got a little <laughs> bit of leftovers, and I've had so much of it, I, I don't want it. So <laughs>
0: Anyway, people are out and about, and I found this article that 10 tons of trash left on Virginia Beach after Memorial Day event. Inflatable rafts, trashed awnings, red cups, and towels made up mounds of garbage left on a Virginia shore following a Memorial Day weekend event. The total amount of trash removed, 10 Tons. The city of Virginia Beach told local news stations that is 20,000 pounds. Flotopia, a massive start of the summer party at Chicks Beach, drew hundreds of people Sunday for a day of drinking and lounging in the Chesapeake Bay. But photos of the messy aftermath spread quickly online. A crew of only nine people arrived Monday morning to clean up the mess. Virginia Beach Public Works spokesman Drew Lankford said removing the 10 tons of garbage by about nine fifteen a.m it was food wrappers cans bottles pieces of floats towels everything langford told the wcnc tv it was almost like they saw a tornado coming and everybody just got up and ran for safety and left everything there so this is bad we're supposed to pick up our garbage i mean i'm not like this crazy green guy but pick it's, up your trash that's ridiculous <laughs> that's
1: ridiculous i I, I try to. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, man, I'm going to get straight with you. Uh, you know, when we're at our house and our wives are busy, don't don't we just tend to leave our like potato chip wrappers and and soda cans kind of laying around the floor? Or do you actually? Yeah, I sometimes and, yes. Yeah, I sometimes I'm messy. But let me, if you're out in the public, please pick up your trash.
0: Clearly excessive. Yes. So don't do that. Let's be. Let's take care of God's earth, uh, because as we I, I said this morning, uh, sometimes nature strikes back and nature wins.
1: Yes, always. every time.
0: Yeah, always. <laughs> every time nature strikes back, it wins. Well, moving mm-hmm. on to some sports, we have the NBA finals oh. they are finally finally here we've been talking a little bit about it we're not a whole lot because we all know that the golden state warriors are going to win <laughs> i'm not necessarily wanting that to happen but here's what happened kelly where i got proved wrong is that i predicted that it would be the Toronto. golden state warriors and M- milwaukee bucks oh remember oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, bucks yeah. were yeah. up two games yeah. To zero, yep, and they were strong, looking like, Man, this might be a sweep, this might go four games, or you know, five maybe. And the Toronto Raptors came back, rolled off four straight wins led by Kawhi Leonard. Now they're in the finals.
1: That is awesome. Let's hope that they didn't burn up all their mojo (laughs) to come back.
0: First time ever for the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals. They've been going uh, neck and neck and head-to-head with Mr. LeBron James the last several years. Well, Mr. LeBron James is at home right now or making movies or doing something (laughs) besides NBA basketball. So it will be the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. You got a hot take on that one? (laughs)
1: I'm going to have to go with Golden State. I was clearly wrong
0: the last series, but I think I'll be right on this one. I think it's going to go, I'm going to say five games. Uh, It's going to be four one. The Golden State Warriors are going to win. I think the the Raptors might get game one, uh, maybe one at home, something like that. But I think... The, the Golden State Warriors right now, Kevin Durant, is hurt, but that has motivated them, and they've yep. looked so much better with Kevin Durant on the bench, not playing.
1: Oh, my. Kevin. <laughs> and
0: he is going to be gone game one as well, which I did read in reports. But I think we might as well hand the trophy off to him, and uh, Golden State Warriors will be three-peat champs.
1: Oh, my. That's awesome. Well, little, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that think it's not awesome. but
0: Little trivia for you. Did you do you know who came up with the word 3 no uh mr pat riley back in the day really head coach of the los angeles lakers Uh back when they won their three-peat with (laughs) the lake show he coined the phrase three-peat can you tell me how many three-peats we've had i cannot we'll have to look that up yeah (laughs) i think the celtics way back in the day there with russell i know the lakers uh well the lakers again because shaq and kobe got three I think that that was potentially the last three-peat and that the wars this will be three. I know LeBron only got two in a row, so I think it's been a little while.
1: Hmm. So well, there are going to cool.
0: be some history makers before the Lakers. I know it was the Bulls with Mr. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Anyway, I thought this the next one moving on and a little music news, I thought this one would really stir you up, Kelly, because I know that you are a Spice Girls fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cruising to that Jeep every day, <laughs> yes. cranking them Well, the Spice Girls are back together. But their tour got hit with awful sound problems for the second night. Fans of the Spice Girls are demanding refunds after the girl group's long-anticipated reunion tour was plagued by sound problems for the second consecutive night. Several attendees complained that they struggled to hear the British band during their performance at the Principality Stadium. Uh, In Wales on Monday night with some saying the problems ruined the experience. Amazing show from at Spice Girls, but the sound was terrible. Can barely hear vocals, the concert goer wrote on Twitter on Monday evening. I just brought this up because we get this one in church every once in a while. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
1: it's like a little gremlin gets in there somewhere and does something with the sound, something with the projection, you know. I I don't get it. It's like you can do all the testing up front and everything seems like it's fine. Take a break, come back.
0: And I appreciate it when it happens at some of these major events. That's why I bring it up because (laughs) I feel bad sometimes when it happens in a local setting where you don't have maybe thousands of uh, dollars of pro audio and professionals running the pro audio and yet they still have sound problems i think one of the best comments i ever got is back in south dakota i know i'm sure it was some granny or something but in the (laughs) prayer card, i love i love the the comments put on the prayer cards put in the offering basket that was always my favorite were they encouraging yeah yeah tell pastor jeremiah this is not a rock concert you know and all those kind of things and yes okay we'll pray about that you know um, because it's the prayer card that you used as your complaint card to put in the church offering so yes uh anyway uh those in charge of sound need improved you couldn't hear a word when they were talking another added and they probably were lip-syncing anyway what's the big deal the tour (laughs) the tour marks the first performances by the 90s act for nine years in both venues the group have played have been packed with fans but the event is quickly becoming overshadowed by the technical technical issues so if you have those tickets to the spice girls you know in the next couple of concerts you might want to hold off till they get really dialed in
1: (laughs) yes are they coming to the states
0: I, I didn't look at that. I don't know if they're coming to Joplin or. Are you going to go? Guard or not. <laughs> Here's what's funny. I actually am a big. You, you can ask my wife about this one. I was a big boy band fan. So I, I. N Sync, those type of bands. I totally got down with those. Yeah. Okay. Not me. So much. I was a big Boys to Men <laughs> fan uh, yeah. in high school. Loved the Boys to Men. Yeah. Uh, so I liked them. And even I was like right at the verge of. I was more like a kid in my. It just it was right before junior high when new kids on the block came right. into i, I mean to fruition but uh i noticed them the other day they came out on youtube i saw they came out with a new video and so they're all the rage backstreet boys in sync new kids on the yeah. block they're they're in cycle that fresh win that's
1: <laughs> well, here, here's my thing when you had a good run don't worry by making a comeback when you're like six yeah you know it uh backstreet boys that, that kind of boys band When you're 80 doesn't work.
0: Right. And they're, you know, they're like my age 40. So they're still in the kind of okay zone if you will it's not yeah. like like Mick Jagger if you see Mick Jagger I mean he's like 70 gets out yeah. there and he's like shaking it around yeah and that's kind of a little bit awkward yeah. I think but uh, but he,
1: you know what you look at that guy other than his face you can't tell that he's that old anyway I mean he still yeah, looks. he's
0: in great shape yeah. uh, move segueing to the Christian world I thought it was funny one time there's a band called Audio Adrenaline you ever yeah, heard of them I remember that. and yeah. they picked up DC Talk who was yeah. obviously a, a uh, a big christian band in the 90s or early right. 2000s and toby mack came out of that michael tate who's in the newsboys yep. and yep. then kevin max uh, he was kind of more the modelish looking one right, right you know he was kind of the the most good looking of the yep. three and i remember i a few years back went to an audio journal concert and he came out and uh, uh you know significant weight gain <laughs> oh no uh, i mean it just was not i was like
1: Whoa, dude! Uh, what
0: uh, <laughs> so anyway, he kind of let it go, if you will. But that's all right, you know.
1: Yeah, well, it—I've <laughs> had that all my life.
0: <laughs> anyway, enough with uh you know the girl bands, boy bands, and those kind of things. All right, moving on to some more manly stuff. You know, yeah, we we're not—we are that. not Spice Girls fans, but no. you know, shout out to the Spice Girls. Maybe they'll come on the podcast sometime. Meet the Tweel. And I thought you would love this one, Kelly Stevens, the Tweel. Have you saw this yet? I haven't. Well, right. I think I may have seen it and didn't realize it was called the Tweel. All right. The tire that never goes flat, the John Deere Z740R. Z-Track zero-turn mower has a lot going for it. A mowing deck up to 60 inches, a 10 miles per hour top speed, and a excuse me 23.5 horsepower V-twin engine. That bad boy's got a four-year, 1,000-hour warranty. That would be bumper to bumper if it had bumpers. What it doesn't <laughs> have is air in the tires, nor does it any uh, doesn't need to have any because the Z, if I'm saying that right, the Z740R rolls on the slickest of low-profile wheels, Michelin Tweels, which combine a sheer beam if you can kind of think of uh, the thinnest sidewalls with flexible polyresin spokes connected to a hub, it's a tire and a wheel and one, hence the same. Wow. The, the name, excuse me. And so they tested it out. I got. I mean, this will not only take a nail; it will take nails and a handful of nails and multiple nails. So I, I need that. The tweel The tweel Yeah.
1: I. I'm. Every time I mow, <laughs> I have to get out the air
0: and blow my
1: tires up a little bit they're always low
0: yeah so check out the twill i don't know if it's uh, exclusive to the john deere tractor or if it would be available to husqvarna or what which one are you rocking uh, I'm, there, a, I'm a cub cub cadet okay. all right yeah we'll see if we can get those lined up pretty soon we'll see what happens and i
1: do have to say i look pretty sweet with my headphones on after. my yeah my, yeah a little half t-shirt it's actually it used to be a full t-shirt but now it just kind of catches me yeah i'm
0: i love the guys that are just completely unashamed uh the guy the other day i mean a very uh big guy the other day just like super short shorts and nothing else on just (laughs) the headphones on just that zero turn out in the yard just having the time of his life
1: that's a modern christian dad right there yep yep
0: (laughs) as white as white could be and (laughs) yes that's a modern Christian dad. Oh, on top of that, we're going to get to this last piece of news for some spiritual talk. I thought today, after last Sunday, potential idea here. We've had some amazing ones on the show, modern Christian dad's underwear. How about a modern Christian dad's version of the Bible?
1: That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be all. We need to do that.
0: Because on Sunday, I kind of had, I was on this. Yeah. Every every point had a modern Christian yes, dad's illustration. I like that slash version. I was like, wait, Revelation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if uh, that one guy who died, I forget his name, uh, McPherson, or the guy who wrote the Message Bible, you yeah, know, if he can write yeah. the Message Bible, why yeah. can't we write a modern Christian dad's version of the Bible? We could,
1: we could. Although the King James people after might get a little
0: mad <laughs> right, at us. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's work on that, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> yes. We're not scholars, but. People would be like, this is not accurate to <laughs> the Greek at all or the Hebrew. And We'd
1: have to add a little Ozark to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, the last piece of news, we did have a chance this year to watch WrestleMania together. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. It was good, was memorable. I thought, uh, you know, I walked away saying that's probably an eight or nine out of ten. Very pleased with it. Well, we've talked on this show that I am a— if you know the history of the professional wrestling game, I tend to be a WCW guy. My all-time favorite wrestler is Sting, yes. and so growing up, I always leaned that WCW direction over yep. WWF at the time. And uh, I just like the wrestlers and and who they produced, whether it be the Nature Boy Ric Flair, yep. Sting, uh, the Warrior. Uh, you warrior remember kind you of started hit, yeah. there. I mean, even some of the popular. Uh, WW guys triple h stone cold steve austin they yeah. had their heritage and their start wcw yeah um uh roads uh, dusty roads you know people yeah. like that uh eddie guerrero chris benoit chris jericho these were guys that started in ray mysterio jr guys that yep. started in the wcw so i, I always like them and kind of since they closed down early 2000s you had the nwo hulk hogan the new world order but then they faded yep. they closed business they were actually bought out by the wwe and since then they've really had no competition Up until a couple years ago, Cody Rhodes, the son of Dusty Rhodes, had been in the the WWE for some time, but then sprouted out and started to hop on the independent scene and started to garner a lot of uh, fame and and social media following, etc., along with a tag team called the Young Bucks. Then another guy named Kenny Omega. They started YouTube channels. They started to be very big and popular. And then uh, there was another guy named Dave Meltzer who's like the – top news guy in the pro wrestling world. And he dared this group of guys like you guys could never sell out a 10,000 seat arena. You could never do what WWE did. So these four wrestlers on their own with their own money rented out a 10,000 seat arena. Wow and they packed it out. They sold it out in less than 30 minutes online, and it started this groundswell in the whole indie wrestling scene, and now it came to fruition in a new organization called All Elite Wrestling. Have you heard of this yet? I I haven't. All right. So All All Elite Wrestling, they have now been forming. They actually... Uh, are And they're now backed by Tony Khan, who is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who is oh, a wow. billionaire who's richer than Vince McMahon, is now backing all elite wrestling. Well, they had their very first pay-per-view on Saturday night, which went extremely well. AEW. Aew, excuse me, Double or Nothing was uh, just giving quick bio. Was a professional wrestling pay per view uh, produced by All Elite Wrestling. Aew goes by. Took place at MGM Grand Arena in Las Vegas uh, on May 25th, which was last Saturday. The inaugural event sold out, well over ten thousand. I think a little over eleven thousand, and it had nine matches. Chris Jericho, who was former WWE, WCW, Kenny Omega. Uh, we had Hangman Page, who's a new guy coming up at it. The Young Bucks the Brothers, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes. So uh, I went back and watched the highlights, some of the YouTube highlights, and it was awesome. I, really? I'm, I'm rooting for them. I think they are going to be a challenge to the I, kingdom.
1: I'm going to have to get my grandsons involved in this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, they are a little bit different. Like, the one thing that they did was uh, Cody Rhodes for Dustin Rhodes. So they have um, – I, I did they call it coloring? I think the official – technical name is coloring the WWE has a no coloring policy which that means no blood so like oh. back in the day wrestlers would little slit to the yep. forehead they'd get the blood going for the look yep. and WWE has gone away from that and not allowed that unless it really is natural right completely natural well they did that a, uh, a little bit I think there was a little coloring if you will in that <laughs> match yeah. uh, but I think it's going to be awesome I think the wrestling is is top notch top quality. Kenny Omega is this guy, he's he's, a, he's in a Canadian, but he's been wrestling in Japan for a number of years, putting on five-star matches. So AEW.
1: Oh, we're on it. It's coming. We're on it.
0: I was tempted to... Uh, Try to watch that one together, but they didn't have like a uh, trial offer and cancel it after 30 days <laughs> yeah. like we did with WrestleMania. <laughs> That's modern Christian dance uh, for you right So <laughs> we'll see what happens in the future. Well, we're going to dive into some spiritual talk here today. We're going to talk a little bit about idolatry. I've spent most of the year in the Old Testament so far. How about you, Kelly? What have you been in the word this year?
1: Well, I've been doing. Uh, I've been doing a lot of New Testament stuff for my Sunday school okay, class, and, and also we've been doing that for our uh, men's Bible study as well.
0: So, touching a few minutes just today on idolatry, the na- uh, and I just it is thought provoking to think about. So, let me give you scripture, and we'll talk about it. First Samuel twelve verses 20 to 21 says, do not be afraid. You have done all this evil, yet do not turn away from the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Do not turn away from useless idols. They can do you no good, nor can they uh, rescue you because they are useless. And so a, a big struggle in the New Testament and a command that God seemed to be very adamant about was this issue of idolatry. Yeah, And it seems, I think it's kind of one of those words that, seems a little foreign to us maybe a little bit or maybe a little old uh, yeah old (laughs) or we struggle to connect with it or we say you know we don't have idols today you know i mean instantly i would my my thought even now and it goes to maybe like india or you know one of these right eastern countries where you see all these statues and yeah weird objects and things that they're doing but i do believe that idolatry is just as prevalent uh, prevalent yeah uh and happening in our culture today
1: yeah uh, i think uh, the thing is is we don't connect it with what you're getting ready to talk about but uh, that that is a problem
0: yeah i do love the skit guys they're some really cool guys they do some funny videos and things of that nature but the skit guys i still have this video bank somewhere uh, where they talked about you know, long ago, and they show like these Africans painting their faces and doing weird things. And, and he's kind of like, yeah, that's so dumb. This is dead today. Uh, (laughs) And he's like, maybe it isn't alive. And then uh, he pans over to like NFL games where, you know, people painting their faces (laughs) and doing all these crazy things, you know, and again, I'm not this hater of, of sports, but uh, because i love sports and we talk sports and i follow them but we whether it is sports or music or we are we have made some of these things they have become idolistic yes, have. in our life and our culture and so i had this study in my bible i was just going through the nature of idolatry what it what it is and i loved what it said here in, in the top of this study is that idolatry is nothing more than a god substitute that's what really right. idolatry is yeah it's substituting what God should be in our lives. Yeah. That's I, idolatry.
1: Well, I, I'll let you carry on. I, I, I've lost my thought. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, you know, how often, I mean, which carries into a very simple thought, is how often do we substitute things in our life for that? that's the thing or the place that God should be, and we start substituting right. other things in the place of God. That's idolatry. Yes.
1: Putting things uh, before him.
0: And idolatry, and we don't like this word either. But idolatry is a sin. Yes, that's a sin that we have to repent of, yep. that we have to acknowledge, and then remove from yep. our lives. We can't keep existing with idolatry or God's substitutes in our life. Yeah, and so we have to we have to realize again today that 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 there is sin, that there's the sin of idolatry, active and present and the sin of idolatry wants to creep into our lives. And one of the first times it happened on a national level, because we are coming off of Memorial Day weekend where it's very patriotic and celebrating our country. Well, the first time this happened really on a nationwide level was with the Israelites when they uh, started engaging in worship of the golden calf. That was right. idolatry. And it was, it was national. It was a not just a individual sin, but a collective sin yeah. of the people to worship something else. Yeah. And again, uh, we look at that like, "Oh, that's so dumb," and you know, we would never toss gold in a fire and make a cow and worship that. But once again, we have idols in our country today. You'd think of any idols in our country today that. I mean, mean, sports is one that we can pick on in the church a lot today. The idol of, uh, and and we can, this happened from Corinthians all the way back, the idol of sex. I mean, sex is an idol. It's a substitute for God. It's uh, uh, something that we are trying to fill the void in our life. I just think of so many things that we have today in terms of drugs and um Prescription drugs, or or alcohol, or, or all these things, and and again, television. they are just television. <laughs> They're just yeah. substitutes. Yeah. The, the money, the worship of uh, of money in our culture, those things like that. Those are those are idolistic. That's yeah. idolatry. That's substituting, putting certain things in the place that God should be in that yeah. place of. And uh, it was interesting as you look through idolatry again, which all we're human. No, nothing has. It's like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun, That's really, exactly right uh, from yesterday to today. Why was so I, idolatry so appealing to them? You know, why were they doing that? The Israelites were surrounded, well, one of the reasons is that they were surrounded by pagan nations, and they had to keep thwarting off all the things that were around them and the temptations. And I got to be honest, it is it is difficult in our country now with all the stuff around us to gauge what is right and what is not right. Yeah. Cause we have paganism around us yeah. on every level and it is hard to define uh, lines. I mean, I'd like to think I'm somewhat of a black and white person, but to figure out what is right and what is wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, I was thinking while you were talking, uh, you know, our government can be that idol too. A lot of people are, will uh, uh, lean or turn and put their hopes in the government to do Uh, things for us instead of putting our faith and hope in God. That happens so much.
0: Yeah. And the pagans, they believed, again in the the study I was going through, the pagans believed that worshiping several gods was superior to worshiping one God. So for them, the issue wasn't like uh, worship of God, but worship of many Many gods gods. is what they embraced. And again, I I believe that we're seeing this in our culture today. As you can walk up to someone and they, their their issue isn't so much the worship of God or worship of Jesus, but then it's that extra level of like right. worshiping only Jesus. And that's when that's, the, the that's, paganism of our world yeah. throws up its hands like, oh, how oh, yeah. dare you? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, you're not accepting of other other uh, kings and kingdoms and other gods.
0: Yeah. More was, I like how it says it in this sentence, it says, That is to say they felt that more was better and we are a country, you know, we want options today. <laughs> yeah. You know, we want m- more is better. That's yeah. definitely definitive of our culture today. And it, and it is spiritually as well that we want options. We don't want to be reduced to just one way of thinking of one God who calls us to one lifestyle and, and one way of going. You know, w- we want more is better. And this is definitely a totally che- cheesy illustration, but I th- was thinking of, in and Out Burger, which I don't think you've experienced yet. I have not. You? not. So, In and Out Burger, West Coast, moving this way. But one of the things that people love about In and Out Burger is the only thing that you can get is a hamburger. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, you can get a hamburger, a cheeseburger, or a double cheeseburger, but yeah. that's all that you can get.
1: I can't get a chicken sandwich.
0: I can't get a chicken sandwich. <laughs> okay. Can't get, you know, and uh that's part of their popularity. But uh, in that scenario, people don't really have a problem with the lack of choices. But in our culture, again, it's navigating this dialogue and this discussion of me being a Jesus follower and serving a God that says there is only one way. That's right. And then trying to engage in a in a in a culture yeah. that wants to say whatever way yeah is fine
1: yeah. That's amazing.
0: And then uh, the issue of false gods, um, that the false gods, what was interesting about the false gods, the idols, that they did not require the kind of obedience and moral purity from, uh, from, from God, the God of Israel at the time, that, that God demanded. So it was hard for people because there, there was just a free-for-all. There was like worship whoever you want. Right. And then on top of that, those gods did not demand Obedience yeah. and moral purity, yeah. and so today our God does. Yes, still he does. today yes. he did then, and he did does, he today. does today that our yeah. God demands. He's not changed obedience, yeah. and moral purity, and I just it's just what a struggle to in our our, our culture yeah. regarding these issues. And I've been talking about this. Started talking about this on Wednesday night on Facebook Live, I guess, but I'm going to continue the discussion now for uh, the next month or two in our churches. This and I'm using a book called Counterculture, but talking about abortion, homosexuality, all these issues, where we have to take a definitive stand and say we are going to live counter to the culture of our day because our God has asked us to. Yes, our God has asked us to walk in obedience in regards to these issues, even if our culture doesn't like it. That's right. And for me, again, it it doesn't matter if we're a pastor or not a pastor, but I want to be that kind of pastor that if Channel seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, or whatever you know, microphone in my face. That if someone says, "Well, what do you think about homosexuality?" That it's not something that I waffle on, right? But I can give a uh, accurate response regarding God's perspective. Yes, which I know is not going to be embraced. <laughs> no. by our culture, but we have to stand for it. You have to stand for it. Uh, it will you
1: will get a, a a lot of anger a lot of uh uh big headed snakes come yelling at you you know uh but uh, you have to stand for the truth
0: yeah and that's uh one of the diff- one of the ways that you can tell god stuff versus fake god stuff is that the fake god stuff just gives you whatever you want yeah or seemingly thinks you're getting what you really want, you know? And again, this goes all the way back to the garden Mm -hmm. where the enemy was feeding them a complete lie. Like, oh, you know, did God really say that? I mean, I I don't think that's what God was going for here. And maybe he's jealous because you'll be like him you know if you take a bite you'll have the understanding and the reality that he has so what's the what's the big deal and that was the one point that we kind of i guess kind of finish off on this that was the one point that we talked about on wednesday night on facebook live was that in our culture today it's not the issue And you have to understand and hear this correctly the issue is not abortion the issue is not homosexuality the issue is god yeah we have a god issue yeah that's, that's what's wrong with America. Yeah. And unless we fix the God issue, we can, you know, have all the protests and, you know, the political declarations that we want to, yeah. you know, I mean, I appreciate even in our culture, this last couple of weeks where some of the States have been passing, you know, these right. anti-abortion, that's a good thing. That's not yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. By no reason do I not celebrate that or think it's a good thing yep. but that still doesn't change the god issue no. uh, in the hearts and lives of so many of those people yep. that need god and
1: that's why so many are <laughs> so many of them are miserable in their life because they have that god issue and they don't they're not willing to deal with it i, I pray that they uh they do confront that and yep. uh uh ask for uh for forgiveness uh but Uh, that's really all of us. We all have that God issue.
0: Yeah. And we have to understand that we are just, we're that scary. It's just a scary culture that we're living in. Yeah. And as believers, we have to walk. That's why I get scared when I read the New Testament talking about, you know, in the last days, even the elect are going to be deceived. Yeah. Uh, Even, it's like, (laughs) why? I don't even feel like I'm an elect. How am I I going to make it? Uh, But there's just so much, Uh, you know, this enemy wanting to waffle in and compromise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hear that all the time. Well, can't we just compromise? Well, that's what's got us into this problem to begin with. Uh, We've allowed compromise to enter in when, uh, when uh, God has laid out that very narrow
0: road for us to follow. Exactly. Moral of the story is don't, don't let those God substitutes come into your life. That's right. Because it feels like you're going to, you know, sometimes it feels the same, looks the same, maybe smells the same, but it's not the same. Nothing can be the substitute for God. Amen. Jesus in your life. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the Modern Christian Dads podcast. Again, join with us, connect with us, uh, emails, whatever. We love diving into conversation with you guys each and every week. We will talk to you next time. Modern Modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, dads, dads.